0: Hey, writers, welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today we're going to talk about one of my
1: quick little tricks that I use all of the time and that a lot of tenacious writers have told me that they use all of the time and that has really helped them kind of get out of their perfectionism. Awesome. Um, And it's what I call separating the thinking from the implementing. Love it.
0: I'm excited to hear about this. It sounds
1: like outlining, but it's not really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So perfectionism shows up a lot in writing, right? Because perfectionism basically says if you do everything perfectly the first time, you'll be safe. Nobody will be able to blame you, judge you, ridicule you, criticize you, all of of those things. Um, And so for me, that has shown up with like blank page syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Where you sit down and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. Uh, You sit down and it's just really hard to get the words out on the page. Um, This can show up as you literally can't get the words down or you have a really hard time starting scenes. That is a a trap I've gotten caught into a lot is like, I didn't know how to start it or transition it or like enter the setting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I would agonize over the beginnings of my scenes. And it also showed up as just writing really slowly, which is there's nothing wrong with writing slowly, but sometimes it would feel like pulling teeth, right? And I have always been a linear, like I'm a very linear thinker. So I write very linearly. And so for a long time, I just thought that I had to just push through (laughs) that, Right. right? Just sit down and put word in front of word and just keep. You know, pulling teeth out. Just and try
0: harder, Emily. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and I, when I was trying to like break through that cycle a few years ago, I started doing something that I call bullet sketching. Um, and I talked about it on my Instagram, and a lot of people were like, oh my goodness, that like blew open my brain. <laughs> yeah. Because oftentimes I think we don't give ourselves permission to like, not to write. Me- we say write messy, I mm-hmm. think, is the permission yeah. that we give ourselves. But what does that mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I don't. And for some people, it's like, OK, I'm just going to put words on the page. It'll be a mess. Mm-hmm. Right. But for me, my brain just like couldn't do that because I yeah. was working linearly and my perfectionism was like, if you're a linear, you have to be. It has to come out right. So I literally started making messes in the form of bullets points. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would, um, I would write and draft my scene and I don't mean outline like where you're like, this is the beginning of the scene and then this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. But like a, it's like a mashup of outlining and drafting in bullet point form. So essentially I started saying, okay, the scene begins, right? Like skip the beginning scene begins. And then so-and-so says, something and then I would get into lines and it would eventually become like bullet pointed lines of dialogue and sometimes whole sections of the scene would come out and then I might hit a transition and be like I have no idea how to get them from here to here. So I would just write like transition and just you know keep going to the next part that I could see. And so it's like a mashup of using brackets, which I know Mm -hmm. is a tool a lot of people use where they hit a point where they can't see it. So they just put a bracket and keep going. But this allowed me to like I could even go out of order. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I would write the beginning or the end or the conversation that I could see and plug it in there and start to piece it together in this like Frankenstein like approach. And then I would leave it for a day and I would come back the next day and I would go into what I call the implementing phase now. Yeah. Where I would sort of flesh it out and make it make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, and then I would find like, oh, I just need a paragraph at the beginning to to establish the setting. Like I could put that into words now, right? Because I didn't have the pressure of the whole scene in front of me because I already had felt through kind of what I wanted to happen, how I wanted it to happen, how I wanted the conversations to go, where the important moments were that I had to focus on and where I could kind of speed up the scene. And I had already done the thinking part of it. And so often when I come, when I reach... Or talk to clients who are struggling with just getting the words out. Mm -hmm. I encourage them to find a way that works for them to separate the thinking about the scene, whether that's outlining or bullet sketching or zero drafting or writing by hand, right? The thinking about it and the planning of it and the feeling through it and the exploring the parts that you can see and like all of that messy stuff from the like execution of it, of like making it into a scene that's readable. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the execution part can keep us from thinking coherently mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah. what we do with a scene. So that's my drafting version of it.
0: I'm curious, yeah. do, you, do you do anything like that? Uh, it's reminding me a lot of what I call layer writing. Mm-hmm. So the, my perfectionism would show up where I would get really I, – I had no problem usually starting a scene. I didn't have the same – um like emotional reaction to a blank page. But I would get really stuck on the perfect word choice or I, I need to describe this thing before I can move on or I have to lay out the context or the picture. And so I would just get stuck on what felt like really small things but mm-hmm. felt like impossible to push forward through until I gave my brain the the, the permission to write in layers. So what that meant for me was that I would basically follow my brains jumping around to whatever it is I wanted to write. I didn't do much outlining beforehand. So I this might be more the implementing side, but mm-hmm. it it's the exact same freeing type of mentality of like just write what I can see, do the fun parts of the scene. I mostly enjoy writing dialogue. So I use – the exploration of dialogue to kind of figure out what's this scene about, who's in it, who's talking. Um, I would write out all of the dialogue that I could see as like my first layer. And mm-hmm. then I would go back and like add in dialogue tags and like emotions and like, how are my characters reacting to one another um, as a second layer. And then oh, the wow. third layer would be like emple- uh, internal processing, some backstory um, you know, action, movement of the characters around the scene. And then the fourth layer would be the descriptions, which are usually my least favorite things simply because I get hung up on the word choice. Um, yeah. So I would do like the things that I didn't love last. Um, and I do use brackets a lot. I do use a lot of the abbreviation TK, which mm-hmm. um, we might've mentioned on the podcast before, but for anyone who doesn't know um, a very common abbreviation to use in your writing is the letters T and K right next to one another. Um, It stands for to come, as in you're going to write it later. But the Mm -hmm. reason it's a K and not like a C is because in the English language, there are no words that have the letters T and K right next to them. So you use it as like a placeholder to skip something. So I would normally write like TK, description about – mansion and then yeah. it close my brackets move on but later when i'm adding stuff back in i can use the find and replace function the find function to find tk because there's no other le- it, words in the english language that have those two letters next to each other and then it would bring me right to that spot and i know like okay here's where i can fill in that description so anyway i use a lot of tk brackets to kind of skeleton what it is I yeah. want. And then I come back and add it on layer. So it sounds really similar to this thinking process, but my thinking process is like drafting the ski the scene as like a very skeletal mm. this is I start with the dialogue. I look at what's fun to me, um, what I can see. And then I continue to build upon those layers um with like the the more meaty parts, like once I can get down what I envision the scene to be, and then I can add in some more of that meaning, some more of that, like, you know, um, connections. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah,
1: it's so funny, like, it's almost like these little ways that we – get to know our brains and what trips them up. And then like, how can we trick them out of it? Yes. (laughs) Or Uh like assuage them that they're okay. Cause for me, like even doing like a skeleton draft was like, it was still linear. And so it was still a scene. Right. And if I kept it in bullet point form and if I didn't work linearly and like allowed myself to jump around the scene and like, just like kind of put things in different places, I could trick myself into being like, Oh, it's not a scene yet. Yeah. Um, And I think uh, V.E. Schwab says something very similar in her, her reels the other day that she does something like this, where it's like, it's almost like outlining your way into a draft, into a draft of a scene. You're like, Oh, how did I get a scene? Uh (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And I think the layer writing or the bullet sketching or however it is that you do it can lead you to that. Um, And for me, it was just really helpful to be like, it's not a draft yet. Right. It's not Mm -hmm. a full, it's not a full scene. Um, and just kind of trick my brain into into relaxing, into thinking about the scene rather than thinking about what the scene looked like, um, you know, like what the scene needed to be versus what it looks like, I think, is the is the difference, um, because my brain would obsess about what it looked like uh, till the ends of the earth, And I would never be able to get out of my head and actually interrogate, like, what do I want this scene to do? What do I want it to be? How do I want it to feel? Yeah. Um, and this allowed me to do that. So some other things that have helped me do this are journaling. So like writing by hand. And I know that we have some writers in our community that write by hand, um, Mm -hmm. and, and layer write by hand. And that helps them get out of that sort of, it needs to be right. The first time mindset. Um, I've also used voice recordings so mm-hmm. like i do a lot of thinking about my scenes on walks mm-hmm. and so i downloaded um otter.ai onto yeah. my phone which is a it's a voice recorder that also transcribes and because it like transcribes so messily it's not a scene right because yeah. <laughs> i'm just, like narrating the scene into it but then i have something i can work from when i go back to my bullet sketch or when i go back to write the scene um, like I've, I'm kind of thinking through and feeling through what I want the scene to be before I actually go and try to find the words to put it down. Um, so that's another tool that I've, um, that I've used. And obviously, the goal isn't to then go and implement perfectly once right you exactly your scene. <laughs> that's not what we're trying to say but i i have found that it does make it easier for me to put the words on the page or to kind of frankenstein it together into something i can move forward from and i'm happy with because i know the core of the scene is there um and i i feel good about that um and i feel like i've articulated what i wanted to articulate and so it helps me not get hung up and move forward um and then, yeah, you do, like, the things – if you, you don't like writing descriptions, I hate writing tr- transitions, right? And you get to do yeah. those things last. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which makes them so much easier. It does. It's so much easier to insert something that you would get hung up on linearly um, yeah. if you just do it after the rest of the scene is ready.
0: It's yeah. So, so I, like, insert is- – I come back to it and I put in as much as I can, but I also still use TK because there are still some times where I'm like, I literally don't care about what this looks like right now. And if I think about it, it's just going to trip me up. So that's a revisions question. Yeah. I'm going to put this off until later. And then, like, later me has like 12 scenes that I have to describe, but at least we got through a draft, right? Like, I, (laughs) TK is very helpful for me to move on, forget about it until I am ready to come back Mm. to it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Um, I think uh, this sounds like, I love how you have kind of used this to develop your process. And I want people to take from it to try it out. And then I also want them to know that process is like a a constant experiment. It's like an innovation. And we are going to be going through by the time this episode comes out, we'll just be about to start our writing routine um, workshop in our tenacious writing community. So we have an entire month long workshop where we develop our processes together and we go through different steps. We look at mindset, we look at You know, our physical environment, we look at how our brains work with the page. What hangups do we have? What sticking points do we have so that we can develop processes like this that work for us individually? So, if you are feeling really, really stuck, come join us in Tenacious Writing and let's go through your process together. Let's go through this workshop so we can develop a process that works for you. because it's an experiment. It's a, tr- let me try something. Let me see how it went. Did that work for me? No. Why not? Or yes, that was great. Um, until we find something that feels really good. Because I, you got to this by trying to figure out, like, I am so stuck on the blank page. What can I yeah. do to judo move my brain? What can I do to, like, make my brain not get stuck on this, to think about it differently? And you resulted in this awesome process. And I did the same thing of like, Mm -hmm. I do not need to be getting stuck on the color of blue of this pond right now. Like, how can I get around it? And developed a process that worked for me. Um, So I would fully recommend going, like, approaching your writing process with a very curious mind of asking, where do I get my hangups? Why do I think that's happening? And what can I change about my process to unlock that or to unblock myself? Try these new things, see how it works, and do it again until you get for a, a process that works for you. Um, and come do it with us in our Tenacious Writing community. Come do this workshop with us because it's awesome. It's so amazing to develop this with other writers and you know yes. try on each other's processes, try things out, be like, do I want to do that? Uh, maybe I'll try this. This is how we got everybody to try out bullet sketching and like see how yeah. it works. And some and some people were like, "Oh, I do layer writing, but I never knew that." Like that's actually consciously mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, and they almost had to like give themselves permission to write their yeah. own process. It gives you so much like agency and like makes you
1: feel empowered over your own process when you start to figure out this stuff because like layer writing doesn't work for me but it works for you super well right yeah tk never worked for me yeah (laughs) and and like so you might hear us throwing out ideas you might hear other people throwing out ideas and sometimes it's like oh why doesn't that tool work for me like it works for rachel you know or why doesn't like why can't i just like write messy and i think a lot of times it's like okay. Yeah. The general advice is you have to make a mess on the page. You have to shovel sand in a sandbox before you can make a castle, right? Like all the sayings, but like you have to determine what that means and looks like for you. And you can only do that by, by trying stuff out and like uh, not shaming yourself.
0: Yeah,
1: You try them and like really getting in tune with like, does this feel good? Does this not feel good? And having this, like, like just building this toolbox of stuff you can throw at the wall when you get stuck. Like I was um, <laughs> I was really, really stuck on adding a I had to add a brand new scene to draft five of my manuscript. Like brand new, never existed. That the events of it had never been written in any other form. It just felt like like my brain wanted to explode. Cause I was like, yeah. how am I gonna add something brand new to something that I've polished like a bajillion times? Okay. Right. And so my perfectionism was so like strong. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I, and I was running out of time because I had a deadline. And so I was like, okay, we got to do this. And so I, I, I did. I took all the tools out. I was like, I'm going to try journaling. Didn't work. I tried going on a walk and like voice recording didn't work. So I wrote the beginning and the end of it. I bullet pointed the middle. I like, you know, I, I went in circles, just trying all the different stuff until finally I had something that resembled a scene and then I could revise it. And that unlocked my brain, but like getting those words on the page, it, it did, it was hard. And I knew why it was hard. I knew what I was afraid of. Right. It was, I was afraid it was going to not match the rest of the book. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have time to revise it. So I was able to talk myself through that and be like, we're, we're just going to keep throwing stuff at the wall um, until we get there. And we got there. And so that's what you, that's the power of, of knowing your perfection, what your inner perfectionist says, what specifically it's afraid of. And like having tools in your toolbox that you've practiced and tried and you know, when they have and haven't worked for you and mm-hmm. you can just,
0: throw them at the wall till something sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, well, shouldn't I know? And like, no, yeah. you, sh- mm-hmm. you don't. There's every, every day is a different circumstance. A, circumstance. We have different emotional, um, you know, f- we have different feelings whenever we show up to the page. And so you're not a machine. You can't treat your body and your brain like a machine. And so you have to ad- learn how to adapt your yeah. brain and your body to the current needs that it has. And when you really dial that in, that's when your writing life like becomes sustainable and consistent all the time. It's because you've yeah. under, you have learned how to adapt your brain and your body to whatever needs it has, and your writing life can adapt to your brain and, and your body, whatever you're experiencing. Yeah. So critical. So that's the work that we do in our writing routine workshop is we teach you how to Learn about your brain and your body and then how to adapt your writing life to your brain and your body's needs, yep. whatever they are.
1: It's such a good workshop, you guys. And like Rachel said, we're going to do it live um, this fall, 2023. But yes. it's also the recordings are in there. So even if you didn't get to do it live with us, you can do it on your own in Tenacious Writing or we will likely do it regularly yeah, um, a couple times a year. So definitely – definitely go check out that. It's in the Tenacious Writing Program. Um, cool. Well, if you have tips and tricks that have worked for you to kind of trick your inner perfectionist into uh, not being such a stickler, uh, let us know. I would love to hear like what works for you. Um, you can email us anytime or DM us on Instagram. I would be so curious. I'm always looking for new <laughs> tools for my toolbox.
0: Yeah. <laughs> try, try new things out. Awesome. So link to Tenacious Writing is in our show notes. And if you email us, it's info at goldenmayediting.com. Great. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list.
1: Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.